Okay. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Uh, looks like I have got sound into OBS at least, so I think we should be good on audio. Let me. That looks like the right setting there. Uh, let me shuffle some windows. Sorry, I was a minute late here. I was just about to get going, and I decided I wanted to uh, make a coffee really fast, so... Um, hear noises. Yeah, that was probably me. Um, the microphone, it's directional, but it was pointed in the direction I cracked some ice. My guess would be that was the sound, if anybody heard a loud sound. Um, how's it going, C. Grover and DJ Devin? Uh, DeShipu as well. And then over on uh, YouTube, uh, how's it going? And happy Friday out to Dave Odessa, Beata, uh, Snakey Maker Cat, and uh, Beata is there too. Okay, we said that one. So um, let's see. Quick introduction for anybody that might be new. Uh, sounds good. And video is on YouTube as well. Thank you. Audio is good. Stream live. Nice. Thank you. Appreciate the heads up on the audio. Um, hello everyone, my name is Tim, and I go by FoamyGuy on the GitHub and Discord. This is the Deep Dive program. Uh, how's it going, Paul SK? Happy Friday. Um, this is the Deep Dive program. This is a weekly stream that occurs on the Adafruit, uh, Twitch, and YouTube, uh, as well as other live streaming platforms. In this um, stream that happens weekly, we are diving into the depths of CircuitPython. We are... Uh, looking at either libraries uh, for CircuitPython or projects that are made with CircuitPython or sometimes diving into the CircuitPython core itself, uh, which is the C code that makes up the um, actual core language that runs on the, the microcontrollers, the interpreter that runs on the microcontrollers. Um, we do varying levels of depth just depending on what I happen to be working on for the week. Uh, I'll s pull this back over here. We can look at this while I introduce it here. Uh, for anybody that might be new, though, if uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, if, you, if you're unsure what you know, CircuitPython is or if you want to learn more, a couple of things I can recommend. One of them is go over to circuitpython.org. This is the main website for the project. So you can go here to learn more about what the project is and how to get involved with it if you're interested or how to get a device that runs it or you can check if your devices you already have run it. Um, we have 331 boards supported, so there's a good chance if you have some kind of microcontroller or something, uh, there's a good chance that we do already support it. It's not 100% of every device, so you can come here, you can search, see if we have support for your board. Um, more generally speaking, though, if there's anybody brand new to all of this and you don't know what CircuitPython is, this is a version of Python that's designed to run on these tiny computers. Uh, they are called microcontrollers. There's a bunch of pictures of them here on the downloads page. So they're all different shapes and sizes. They have different things built in. They're kind of made for different purposes, um, different price points, different form factors. All these things um, differentiate all these different devices. But the thing that ties them together is the fact that they can all run CircuitPython, which is this um, uh, version of Python, again, that runs on these devices and allows you to edit your code file just directly right on the device as though it were a thumb drive. I just open it up in a text editor, uh, write your Python code inside there, you know, control S, save that, save that text file, and uh, it will automatically run for you. You don't have to set up any complex tool chains. You don't have to uh, install any kind of drivers or, or do anything like that. You just open up the file, edit the code, save it, um, 
and it runs. And that is what CircuitPython is all about. Of course, on this program, we are working at a, a deeper level. So, you know, in this case, we are sometimes setting up complica complex tool chains in order to build CircuitPython or in order to uh, build and test the, the library documentation and different things like this. So, um, you know, uh, what what you'll see in this program, the deep dive program, is not necessarily like the uh, the high level easy peasy stuff. We are kind of really trying to dive into the nitty gritty and clean stuff up and make it better, so that folks who are working at the high level easy peasy have a good time and don't run into uh, weird trouble and stuff like that. Ultimately, like if we can uh, make it as easy as possible for newcomers, that's kind of the goal of the whole project: is being nice and friendly and easy to pick up uh, even for a person with no programming background or no electrical engineering background at all um, the goal is that they would be able to pick up a circuit python device and make something interesting from it um, you know relatively quickly within a couple hours or something in most cases right so um, that's what the project's all about again if you want to learn more circuitpython.org is the place to go and I will say it is an open source project, so thank you to all the folks who helped contribute to it uh, over on GitHub. Everything, uh, all the development happens out in the open over on GitHub. Um, so thank you to everyone that contributes in that way. If you'd like to get involved in doing that, if you're not already and you want to get involved in development, uh, join us over on the Discord. The link is down below somewhere, somewhere over here. Um, ADAFRU.IT slash Discord, head there. Uh, that's where all of the team that works on the development as well as the larger community. Uh, is hanging out so come over there say hi uh let us know if you want to get started um working on stuff we we can definitely help get you pointed in the right directions um and then uh if uh, i will say as well it's an open source project but it is primarily funded by this company adafruit of course this is whose uh, youtube and twitch we are on right now so thank you to adafruit for providing the funding for the per circuit python uh, project by paying the folks who are working on the project there's a team of folks who work on the project full-time that are paid by Adafruit. Uh, there are some folks who work on the project part-time, such as myself. Uh, we are also paid by Adafruit to work on it, um, to work on the libraries, to work on the core, to work on projects related to it, learn guides, documentations, updates. Um, Adafruit is paying us to work on this stuff. So thank you, a uh, huge thanks to them. And then as well, thank you to anybody who wants to purchase hardware from Adafruit uh, to help support, of course, the development of CircuitPython. So thanks to all those folks for that. Um, how's it going? Uh, have board newbie to watching live here. Nice. Welcome in. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this week, let's add Wi-Fi access point functionality in the CircuitPython web workflow with a new entry in the .m file. Uh, fingers crossed. Unfortunately, that is not at least what I will be working on. I don't necessarily have any kind of update or anything on that front. Um, but that is not what I will be getting into. I have a couple things in mind. Uh, one of them is going to be following up on this PR uh, in the EMC 2101 library, which is about uh, fan controllers. I think this is right, PWM fan controllers. So it's a little breakout board that can drive um, like PC fans, essentially, right? Um, we'll pull up this page real quick here. 2101. And there we are. So uh, it's a little uh, Stemma-ified breakout, right? It's got the Stemma plugs. This one is not hooked up via Stemma. It's using the breadboard with the side pins and everything, but it's got a Stemma breakout on there. And then you can hook up uh, the other side to these little PC fans or like laptop fans, these little uh, PWM fans like this. And 
The chip can do a couple of different things. It can turn the fan on and off. It can turn the fan to different uh, intensities. So like 50% power or whatever, right? Stuff like this. Um, and then it can also, it can have feedback from the fan. Um, the fan can have, I think, what's called a tachometer. Is that the right word for it? I think so. Um, basically, there's a thing that can measure the RPMs or something like that. Something, you know, essentially measure how fast the fan is running. Um, and this can be fed back in through the wire, through the breakout board, and ultimately to the microcontroller. And so in this case... Uh, what you can see is like it's spinning, this person puts their finger into it, and then the RPMs drop drastically because now they're pressing on it and it's making it spin slower. So that's what this device is. Um, there's a PRN that added a bunch of stuff to this library to allow for more functionality that was built into the main chip on this breakout. There was functionality inside this main chip that we did not currently have in the CircuitPython library yet. So that's what this PR is adding. Um, and I'm gonna be following up on that. And then afterwards, uh, with whatever time is left, we are getting back into flip clock land. We're gonna try to uh, document, clean up the sprite rendering um, scripts, and then maybe also render some smaller scripts and see if we can uh, figure out if there's a viable size that we can use the flip clock on like a Pi Portal, which has less memory than the ESP32-S2, which is the first thing I put it on. Um, so we, if we can, we're going to make one with fewer frames in the animation. Um, and then hopefully that will make the sprites small enough that the Pi Portal can actually load them uh, and we can have it on that device as well. Um, so we'll play with that afterwards. I think I have one of those, Beata. I guess you mean the fan controller here, probably. Uh, Axel Magnus, how's it going? Heya from Europe. I uh, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Devin's Workshop. I uh, went from blinking an LED to designing my own PCB in six months. Adafruit Discord community is amazing. That is awesome. Uh, that is super cool. Yeah. I, I have not gotten too much into the PCB design myself. I've, I've kind of dipped my toes ever so gently, but I have not actually uh, created one and got it ordered and stuff like that. It is something I would like to get into, but so far I stick mostly at the software level and then like just plugging stuff into these boards. Um, that's kind of my level of depth on that front, the, the electrical front. Um, for folks that don't know, my, like my background is I came through this, uh, came at this through software. So my day job is a, is a software developer. I write uh, web uh, applications and Android applications um, during the day. And I got into CircuitPython as like, this is yet another thing I can do with code. Um, I can control stuff in the physical world with code, which was a, a new and fascinating thing to me and still is. So um, that's kind of the angle I come at this as much, very much so from the programming perspective. Uh, and I am still a, a newbie, a beginner learning the electrical side of things, the circuits, the electrical engineering, the PCB layouts, all of that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So this PR is a pretty big one. Uh, it's from a little while back, and I think it's had a bit of activity in the last couple of days that I haven't seen. So there's a long history on this. If anybody is interested, it's pull request number 23. You could go find it over on EMC2101. Um, hey, that's where I'm coming from. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a long history, so I'm not going to read through the entire history here, but the most recent stuff is, um, 
this person was kind of basically just saying, you know, hey, I can't wait to use this. It looks really cool. Um, kind of hinting at, like, I wish I could test it, but I don't know how. And so I had written them back to say, um, if you're still interested, yeah, yeah, to let them know how, basically. I try to explain how they could check out the code uh, in order to actually try it if they wanted to do that. Um, so I don't know if they will. That was actually still a while back, so that person may or may not come back. And then it looks like we've got some additional commits that came in after, which I have not had a chance to see these yet. Uh, so we'll take a look through these. We'll uh, review the final version if we can. We'll look at what's there. Uh, we'll answer any questions we can. And... Yeah, thank you, Tectric. Also, Tectric is in the chat. I know Tectric has been working on this PR for a long time as well. Uh, so definitely big thanks to uh, him, to thank you to Tectric. Um, let's see, just submitted my branch to include the latest from Metafruit. So I guess merging main, this means. Uh, I don't think I messed up this update. There's merges in the area of version, definition, and init, EMC LUT. Someone care to point out where it would be appropriate to add my name? the project as an author i would say um in regards to that uh, i guess this does not highlight uh in regards to that it'd be the copyright thing at the top of the file i think is fine uh, any file that, uh, that that this person edited or or anybody who's watching if, if you are submitting code for circuit python i would say and you want to add your name to it for attribution right um, there's a copyright string at the top of all the files uh, we make it automated with our CI tools to basically enforce the fact that that copyright string will be there. Uh, there's names at the end of it. It says the copyright year, it says the names, uh, and you can add your name into that if you submit contributions to a library. So that's definitely, I think, the answer to this bit I will put while we're here. We could link to it maybe, I guess. Let's link to it. Because um, one thing we can do is just like, Point to the code. Maybe we should point to it in this. Oh, I think they did. Yeah, no, I think this is them, right? Because isn't it our 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 Vimy uh, something like this, right? R I V I M E Y. Yeah, this has got to be them, right? It's got to be them. Okay, so it looks like they did find that out. Uh, I will let them know. I didn't look at all the files. Maybe there's some that don't have that. I don't actually know for sure. for sure if they touched all the files or maybe if they did already put their name in we'll leave that though just so i don't like i can respond to that part and then 
I don't forget to usually when I'm following up on a thing like this where there's kind of there's there's multiple different sort of like conversations going on about different parts of the code and stuff. Um, I like to try like I, I don't want to save it all up for one thing. Sometimes I do, I guess, but I'll forget parts of it. So if I can like quick write out a response to one little bit of it, then that's nice to get that done out, get it on there so I don't forget it or um, just it gets hidden inside of a different bigger post or something. Um, worried about the memory change. Some of you guys working on a tool to help quantify so we can make better adjustments. I think it'd be really useful. Uh, I'm up for that. I think I don't. I don't necessarily feel like it's. Um, I don't necessarily know that it's appropriate for me to be the one to pull the trigger on it. So I'm definitely up for that. But I and I, I will say I have not checked into the cookie cutter. Has there been any action on the cookie cutter? One. Um, I would say mostly I look towards probably Katni for feedback or um, Dan or Jeff or I mean obviously Scott's not around but I know really like this idea it's worth rolling out I mean we could certainly start it on one one thing I could do is um, if nothing else I could nothing else I could fork this and then put the memory size stuff in my fork and push it, and then we could see the output. But it, but will it post on the PR? I guess we wouldn't see the, the post on the PR. We could see it inside of actions. Um, or I could push a commit to this branch with that stuff in it. Um, I, I would want to say like, yes, let's do it, and then I add it, right? I feel like we should probably get uh, feedback from the team before we do it, just because it will be a bot that will post onto the um, onto the comments. So one thing I would say is let's. I'll try to remember to do this also on Monday. Um, just uh, I'll put it in the weeds topic and I'll bring up that cookie cutter one and we'll see if we can get uh, feedback from the team. If if folks are cool with what's there, if there's any other tweaks we want to do to it before. Uh, we put it in cookie cutter and then we can also raise the idea of putting it in this library first if we want um, to test it out on this PR. Um, but, but yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally down for it. I just don't want to like pull the trigger and do it right away without uh, hearing back from anybody. Maybe worth optimizing registers to place them in the files. Uh, place them in the files they should be. This way we can use var name const. Underscore var name const. I'm not sure I understand the difference. I will say I don't know what the compiler optimizations are or what what some of them do. Is this less? Is this like somehow less memory? Is it not? Does it not keep the uh, the name or something? Because it's, it's uh, I mean the only difference I see is leading underscore. Is that make it treated differently? I don't actually know. Link to the PR, yeah, thanks for uh, dropping the link. Welcome to the Adafruit, uh, yep, Discord. Uh, merge looks good from what I can see as far as version goes. I don't think I saw any issues with init either. Yeah, I think they were asking about adding it to the docs.conf, but I don't think anyone updates that. It looks like they all add this SPDX. Yeah, I've only, I, I, as far as I can recall, I only recall people adding it to those files. Um, and I, I mean, I know docstrings does like pull some stuff out of those files, so I don't know if they show up in the docs or where, um, but I don't recall ever seeing it added to docs.conf, uh, uh, docs slash conf.py rather. 
Oh, uh, Beata, also, if you if if what you meant when you said you have one of these was this EMC 2101, do you happen to also have a fan that has tachometer um, support? So I have tested this, but the fans that I have are output only. They don't have the tachometer line, so they don't send the speed back to the control chip. Um, so I could test the output portion of it, but I can't really test the input portion of it. One of these days, I gotta buy some new fans that have that. Um, if if yours is handy and you happen to have a fan that does that, though, we could totally, uh, we totally could, as Tetrick mentioned there, we totally could use uh, testing. Mucho, mucho appreciated for sure, uh, but also cool, not a problem if not. Uh, I think there's an argument for testing it out in this repo PR, similar to how we converted only a few libraries to Pi Project. Um, yes, you need a variable to start with underscore for the const to be defined. Oh, okay, well this, so this one is, is this one like not valid or this one is still valid but just doesn't work, doesn't give you the benefit of using const. Underscore keeps, I, I'll keep reading as well, this might already be answered, I know I'm catching up. So underscore keeps the string out of the global namespace. Okay, uh, it's only true, it's only true when used with underscore beat me to it. Okay, I think I get it now, okay. Yeah, meaning the name is not gonna be exported. Even if formally Python doesn't do the distinction uh, MicroPython, CircuitPython does with const. Oh, okay. Only docsconf gets added to read the docs. Uh, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't think so. Like doc strings come from in the code, right? Like you can put a, you can put a, well, let's open it up. You can put a comment like on a function in the code uh, and that gets that comment gets pulled into the doc. So I mean, like the whole Python file is not, but some stuff in that file is. I don't know how much or which specific. I know doc strings for sure, like for functions. I know the examples get pulled into the docs a lot of times, as long as they're included in the examples.toml or something YAML file, something one of those. Um, so I mean, stuff definitely some stuff gets pulled in from the Python files, for sure. And, it, and and that stuff doesn't live in the docs folder initially. Uh, let's go. It's been a minute since I've opened this one. Attribution, like author's year, SPDX isn't. Okay. And I, I think I'm already on this branch, but the problem, oh, well, actually, no, I think I can pull. Okay, yeah, I did. Sometimes I use GHPR checkout, which uh, checks out a branch, but doesn't track it, which means you can't pull the newest version. You kind of have to, like, delete the old one and do it again, or, or else you have to add the remote or something. But it looks like I do have the remote defined, so I'm able to just pull. Uh, one thing I think I noticed on here was asking about something in the docs. So... Do I understand? So, so there are some, are there some that aren't using the, uh, the underscore const thing inside this now, or? Whoops. Okay, these ones don't.
Um, so yeah, I mean, I do. If I understand correctly, that these need underscores in order for it to be worthwhile to use const, then I do think we should. I do think we should do that. Um, if the other question is about essentially breaking up this file, I don't. I mean, it would be more efficient probably, but I also don't necessarily. I mean, it's only hundred lines or something, hundred twenty lines. I don't know exactly how the all the importing works and stuff. I, I imagine it is more efficient, but I also would guess it's not that much more efficient. We could always do it in the future as well if we wanted um, to break it up further. I do think, though, we should, if those leading underscores are needed, then I do think we should definitely add those. Print removed. Like there's still approach change with... Okay, yeah, so this was the nested, I do kind of recall this, this was like the nested, handling the width context, uh, what do they call that, context, um, I don't know, the width context block or whatever, there's code in here that is, well, this is outdated too, though. It's that they're all in the, all in the A file on their own. It's that they are all in a file on their own so that they can be accessed between classes. Makes sense for the shared, but some may benefit from being moved if they're only used within specific ones. Then use varname const, but you can't use varname, varname const in a file A and then access it. Oh, I see. I see. It can't have the underscore because that has to be inside the specific file. Okay. Um, if they're supposed to be used outside, I kind of prefer the namespacing them with classes. You go about 300 lines on most, most boards before you need to start doing optimization. Well, I think it depends totally on what you import to as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't know. I don't, I don't have a good, like, um, I don't have a good idea or really any idea in mind what the difference would be. Um, if the difference is going to be massive, then I'd say, yeah, let's do it. If the difference is going to be minimal, then I don't know that it's worth the effort to re-separate them back out. Um, I do, From an organization's perspective, I do kind of like having them all in this class. But if that's less efficient, then ultimately we will probably change it one of the days if we need to to get it to fit somewhere. Um, I wouldn't say that I am like strongly one way or the other on that break it like breaking those out versus keeping them in the file. If it's massively more efficient, then I swing towards like do the more efficient one, but I suspect it would be minor. Um, but I don't know for sure. Debug text could be removed. Yeah, this one I do. I mean, I, I am with you on this. I know one of the things you had mentioned, Tectric, was we don't necessarily need to support like in depth of with context we we really only need like in the with context or not not necessarily like are we four levels deep or three levels or two levels um and i am in agreement on that i do think we don't really need it, it I, I do think the additional code it requires and the additional logic and stuff is not worth um not worth the added space and complexity i will say too though i'm biased I, I i fully recognize my own bias against the with context processor 
I don't I don't really like the with context processor. I don't think it's that good or useful or helpful personally. So that's could be controversial take and like that surely clouds my ability to be impartial about it inside the library. Like I don't find it very helpful. Um I find it's more of a nuisance than anything helpful the majority of the times that I run into it. Um so personally I will always go towards not using it rather than using it given the choice. So this kind of stuff is a part of the API that I am unlikely to ever personally be doing too much with because I'll just choose not to use it that way. Uh, but I do think it's worth like we, we I do think it's not worth the extra space to make it handle n level depth. I think we only need just in a context or not, and I do think that's fine. Um, although it it did sound like maybe this author is not interested in making that change, which we could talk about that if that is the case. Uh, if you think it will happen infrequently, you could just raise OS error, which will cut out the string. That's true. Uh, OS error connection. Yeah, but negative, not negative temp in between means the data is corrupted. Connection. I mean, it, my inclination would be like I two like my inclination. My inclination would be to change connection to I two C data corrupted or I two C corrupted. Personally, because just OSR connection doesn't really tell me. I don't think what doesn't really tell me what the comment is. Although if the comment is right next to here, then I would probably chase it back far enough and find this comment. So maybe it's worth, uh, maybe it's worth saving the string space for just putting it in a comment. See that argument. Removing the string was more of a suggestion if they didn't want to flesh it out. Yeah, I do think it's not the best. I, I do think the actual string is not the best. Um, but also I2C data corrupted is probably longer if I'm just eyeballing it without counting characters. So it's kind of a, a way, weighing of do we, do we like the more descriptive error or the less uh, memory slash file size. Um, personally, like I would lean towards, I think we should make it more descriptive rather than cut it out. Again, unless we're like pretty much at the max size or memory or something of something. If we're really trying to cram it down to fit it somewhere specific, then it makes a good thing to cut. But if we're not like specifically trying to scrunch it for some reason, then I would lean towards keeping it and making it a little bit more descriptive, personally. Screen representers. of the LUT. Um, and speed specifically. So realistically, I would make this decision based on the 
two different things they print. Um, I have no idea what it would print by default if this wasn't here. But if whatever it prints by default, if this isn't here, is not very helpful, if it doesn't help you know what the thing is or know what it's doing or how it's set up or something like that, then personally I'd be in favor of keeping it again unless we're like specifically trying to cut stuff to make room somewhere. Um, but I think I will always... I will always probably go towards more descriptive stuff, more descriptive error messages, more descriptive string representations. Personally, I think I will probably always lean that direction, but I do grant like there comes a time when, you know, if we're trying to uh, freeze this library in a specific space or whatever, like it may need to be cut to fit where we're trying to put it. And in that situation, I say, okay, cut it. But if we're not in that situation yet, then I would lean towards more descriptive outputs for string uh, error messages, any kind of stuff like that, truthfully. Pretty much always pro error strings. Improved error message is my favorite edition of 310. I still need to get into 310. I'm back, I'm an oldie right now. I'm on 3.8 on my PC. I need to get updated. I2C data corrupt would be almost the same as connection. I don't, those, those two don't mean the same to me, I guess, or maybe I misunderstand how they're gonna get printed, but to me, I2C data corrupt tells me a lot more than OS error connection. Um, but I don't know. Oh, almost the same characters, I guess you're saying. Characters, my bad, my bad. Yeah, never mind. What I just said is not relevant. Yeah, characters, I think you're talking about, my bad. Uh, sorry, all the structural uh, pattern matching folks. Three more characters. Yeah, I see the follow-up question. Misunderstood there for a minute. Um, I believe these should be relative imports from... Uh, let see. Yeah, probably I would... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm surprised that works, though, right? Does that actually have one of these inside of it? Or is this old code or something? I'm surprised that works. Or, oh, no, uh, so it's import regs. I see. No. Huh. I mean, I'm cool with it if it works. I don't... I think this is more common, I feel like, and I... I I'm surprised this one does work, or, or I don't know if it does or not, but I do think I am more used to seeing it this way, but I don't have a preference one way or another if they both work, personally. And then this, I think they mentioned I added, which is probably true, but I do not remember it. Did you have issues building the docs locally without this? Shouldn't be needed. I would guess that I did if I added it, but I don't have a specific recollection of it. I... It might be in an old stream somewhere, but I also don't know that for sure. I've reinstated the code and did, uh, and I thought I included the got lost somewhere to do the defer update. Unwilling to make more changes, already gone longer than is happy. Uh, debug print statements were left, commented out very intentionally in building hardware, software. It's useful to know which things aren't working right. I don't propose, therefore, to remove them. I could see it both ways. I mean, they don't help anyone know anything printed out, though, right? Like, uh, I've intentionally split up the module so that those with limited memory can use it. 
and the class based init, leaving those uh, with more resources to exploit the rest of the code. Make file that was deleted. Both ARM and Python bytecode. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, this size I don't think is what we're interested in. We're mostly interested in the MPY size, right? This, we're not, I, I mean, I, there's probably some correlation, but we're not compiling it for ARM or pi, compiling it for Python bytecode. We're doing MPY. So that's definitely the size that we'll, that we'll be interested in. Okay. So I think, I mean, ultimately we'll need to find somebody else to finish it up, it sounds like. It sounds like the original author is, is uninterested in making further changes, which is totally, totally fair, right? Like they contributed their time and effort to, to add functionality to this. Um, it's totally fine if they're not wanting to do any more, right? Like I think they could back out at any point and that's totally fair. Um, so essentially what we do is like, if we wanna bring it in, then we essentially need somebody to finish it up. And I think the things rate, the, the, the things waiting are, um, for sure I think this, I think we definitely want to undo the multi-level with context. Um, the print statements commented out, I could take them or leave them. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I don't know if they add size or not, personally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a strong feeling either way on the commented print statements. Um, I can see the case for removing them because they don't do anything. I can see the case for leaving them because if somebody wants to poke around and learn, then it, it's a good thing for them to like flip one character and be able to get a little bit more information or knowledge about whatever they're looking at. So I don't know. I don't know which way is the is the correct one, truthfully. This I would be in favor of changing. Personally, my preference would be a more descriptive string here and here. Uh, and then string, I would lean towards keeping it unless we are at like a threshold that's too big. And then these, I don't, I don't know for sure about. If this one works fine, then I don't see any real better or worse between them. But if this one doesn't work, uh, then we definitely should use the one that works. And then the only other thing I would say is I feel like I've seen this one in other context like display text is obviously this is one i've done a lot of work inside and i'm pretty sure this does the imports that way like from a to fruit whatever import something yeah so i'd say that is the one that i'm more familiar seeing but i can't say as though i know an actual difference or if one or the other is like correct or not and then the docs thing Let's try the docs thing. I don't know if I, I mean, because they did say I added that. So I, my guess is that I couldn't get the docs to build and then I added it and they did. Let's look back if we can see. Know where my actual commits were. This one. 
Remove make file. Fix docs build. Interesting. Yeah, the rest of these all make sense to me for sure as like I could see why these would need to be changed to make the docs build. I will say like this doesn't really ring any bells. I don't do not have specific recollection of doing that. Let's see what we get like this. So that built. Warning treated as error. No module named regs. But then maybe that is like that import that you found, right? Where was that one? This was... Maybe this got around the import problem. Maybe the reason the import was working. There go. This is in LUT. Or are there more of these? Are there each one in each of these? No, actually this one did already have this way, which is interesting. I think that's the import thing, I'm too slow. I don't know though, are, are there any other places where it's like that? I would say we sh it should be consistent either way. Uh, and there are, it seems like all the other files so far were like this, so... I do, th I do think it, sh it should be consistent across all the files for sure. This one doesn't import anything. Hmm. does it like that so yeah i probably am in favor of changing this one to be this way however yeah i can't build the docs the docs don't build without this can't say as though i know why i definitely don't understand why i honestly i probably unfortunately i can't even tell you how i would have ever came to the conclusion that this is what would fix it um But it does seem to fix it, for what it's worth. So, yeah, so far, I mean, I would say it seems pretty much like we need that, unless we can figure out what else we could change to make this work. But I don't... Not quite... Wait, noticing anything that 
Is this missing the, uh... No, this is up here. Maybe one of these is wrong? Maybe one of these is wrong. Or these. There were a couple of these wrong, right? 2101 fan speed. One looks okay. One hundred one ext. That one looks okay. One hundred one enums. One hundred one lut. One hundred one regs. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's causing this, but definitely that line in the conf seems to fix it. So I would say we either got to keep that line or we got to figure out what's causing this and fix it. I don't know. Prodoc failed to import module. No module named. I mean, I, I wish I would have uh, left more of a note. Honestly, that's on me that I didn't leave more. Like, I didn't say anything about it, did I? I just commit. I, that, that's definitely my bad. I should have left a. I should have left a comment with more information. Maybe this has a. I didn't read this today. Okay, I did. I did at least say something. I did leave the comment there. That's that's okay. I I do wish I had pointed to like how I figured that out, maybe because I like I said I don't have direct recollection of it. And I don't know how. I don't recall seeing an error like that and solving it like this before. So, or how I would have known to do that. I mean, I guess I would have searched something like this, probably, but... How's it going, Johnny? When in a package, you need to base it off that package, but adding the syspath insert tells the interpreter it can look there for packages, so it's helping Sphinx build it as a workaround masking the import issue. But I don't know what is what is the import issue, right? Because I changed this one that you mentioned, and that it's still not building. So there's another one, or, or there's something different, right? Because I changed this already, and it still doesn't build like this. So what is the import issue? that we could change to not have to change conf. I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I don't know of anything else that could change anywhere to, to affect it. Is it, well, no, these are like individual things from here. I mean, are these supposed to be like this? Maybe these, maybe these are supposed to be like this.
I think that was the only one. Ah, okay, the rest of them also need this. I see. I see. No, 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 yeah, I only changed the one at first. I didn't realize these ones. And then this is, but, uh, uh, yeah, this is gone. Okay. Interesting. It's super weird that, uh, it, it's probably not as weird as it is in my head, but in my head, it's super weird that, uh, that Sphinx would not be able to find them, but, like, Python on the device could. I wonder how, I wonder why it would work when we ran it on the device, uh, and why Sphinx can't figure it out the same way. That is very odd. Yeah. Uh, how's it going, Johnny? Okay. I will go... Do this revert docs build fix revert docs build band aid band aid resolve uh, relative import as real fix. I should run pre commit. Of course, I already made the commit now so. Cross. Interesting, it works on the board. I don't know if I ever tried. I definitely did try it on the board. However, I will say I couldn't, like I said earlier, I couldn't do the, I couldn't do the back, like the in, the the input from the fan. So I guess it's possible if this file is only needed by that portion of it, then then I did not actually test it. Um, but I did run it on my device. Well, and this would have been a while back, right? Definitely not the latest version. Um, but at one point, I definitely did run the PR branch on my device uh, with a fan plugged in and did outputs only. I was able to output the speed and update it, but I don't have a tack uh, pin on my fan. Um, and it was working for outputs. But it could be that you don't need this stuff for outputs. That definitely could be. It could be... This is, like, more so for the... Uh, mode or, or or i think there's like temperature mode as well you can have it like smart smart change like it will try to keep a temperature range for you or whatever you could do fancy stuff like that as well with it actually kind of a neat little chip uh okay we did pass pre-commit so we should be able to push i'll uh comment back on this one
it removed the insert path inside of conf.py. So we basically need to try to find a person who's interested in, like in my mind, the two things for sure are remove the multi-level depth of width, remove that stuff so that we only support a single level, change these to better, more descriptive uh, strings. Again, I'm I'm on the fence either way. I don't I don't feel strongly about this one way or the other. And then I would try to keep this at least unless we're specifically trying to scrunch it as as small as we can. So the strings, the multi-level widths, I think those are my top two. And unfortunately, like it like, well, not not really. Un I shouldn't say unfortunately. Like, like totally legit, uh, fair, no problem. Original author is not interested, so we'll have to find uh, someone to do it. And I'll say, like, if it doesn't get done long enough, then eventually I will do it. But I don't have the fan to test with. Uh, and I don't know when I will do that, right? It will just be like it will come up on a Monday, and I'll be like, yeah, let me do this today. Um, so if anybody is interested in working on that, um, feel free. If anybody is interested in working on that but feels like they uh, need help or something, like, feel free to hit us up on the Discord for sure. Um, Leave a comment here if you're interested in working on it. Um, you can ping me if you want, either here or on the Discord. Uh, if anybody is interested in working on it, definitely be happy to have anyone who wants to uh, give it a try. I can help you through the Git process if you need it. I know it's kind of a weird one because you're like working on a PR that's already in progress, but I can help you with the Git side of things. I can get you all set up. Uh, so if anybody is interested in doing that, reach out on the uh, on the GitHub or on um, on Discord. Uh, otherwise, like, probably I will do it one of these days, but I don't know exactly when. I think I could apply uh, this to a similar problem with my own multi-import in a lower project. Not prepending from, not prepending them either, and it was failing with a similar error. Always learn something good. Watch a foamy guy. Nice. Ooh, the dot one is interesting. From dot import, I have to do stuff like this in a project for work. And I never understood why. In agreement with your comments, thanks for the thorough review. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for all of your work on this, uh, my friend. Yeah, like I'm, I'm happy to, uh, happy to help in however I can. This one's definitely been a a beast of a PR for sure. So thank you for keeping up with it and going back through and um, just keep, you know calling calling these things out, getting them into the comments. That way we can get them tracked and get them taken care of. Um, thank you. Double shout out again. Did I get you double last time as well? The dot makes the imports always work if you rename. Ooh, that's a good point as well, yeah. Which I guess, I mean, one thing that could happen, hypothetically, theoretically, maybe, maybe, you know, who knows? But one thing that could possibly happen that, that has happened, let's say, with some other libraries, for instance, uh, it could get splitted into like kind of a basic and an advanced or something like that, right? Um, and then maybe one, you know, it would fork in the road and one would add more functionality and the other one wouldn't. And then one of them would get a new name. So it would probably would get renamed at that point. 
or move it into a sub-module. Yeah, I would say I'm down with any which way that works in there. And I definitely don't... This is still one of the portions of Python that I'm least understanding of. Like I was saying a minute ago, one of my work projects, we have some weird stuff where we do our imports in a certain way and I've never understood why. And like PyCharm doesn't find them. It's like, this is missing. Uh, but then you run it and it's like, okay, no problem. Just runs. Everything's fine. Um, I've never understood it. And I, it's, it's one of the areas where I'm not quite, not quite up with all the nuances in Python of how the different types of imports can work. Okay. So that's 2101. Uh, again, if anybody wants help or is interested in working on that, feels like they need help or a point in the right direction, feel free to ping me. I'm happy to, to help out in that way for sure. Um, next thing that we will dive into here on this deep dive Friday is back to the flip clock. Whoop. Time for me to call it a day. Thanks, Tim. Good night. Yeah, uh, take it easy, Dave. Uh, thanks for hanging out for a bit. Hope you have a nice night and all that. Uh, good weekend, everything. Flip clock. So in flip clock land today, we would like to try to clean up and add comments to the PIL generator, spreadsheet generator. Also make it into a proper like command line thing because right now it doesn't take arguments from the command line. It just has all this stuff. Uh, but I think it'd be nice if it was kind of command line double, so to speak. Um, I guess we want to go both ways, maybe. We want, like, we want the ability to change from the command line, but I'd also maybe like a set of defaults that is in here, and, like, theoretically, you could modify it in here if you wanted different defaults. One thing I will say is this function in particular, I did not write. <laughs> and I can't say as though that I understand the math inside of it. So I would probably struggle to write a good description, find coefficients. It takes two planes, I do remember that. of one given plane to the shape of another given plane. So PA and PB are plane A and plane B. Plane as in the geometric description. Uh, I don't actually know for sure what it is. Four, four, four points, I think. Four points makes a plane, so it's a shape 
that's bounded by four points. Polygon? Four-pointed polygon? Maybe? Uh, but it, it could go in 3D too, I'm not sure. I don't know the actual definition. Um, what are, what's, I always, what is the, um, syntax for arguments? Param, colon, param, space type, space name, colon. Colon, param, space type, no, did I say type or name? Space type. Uh, I think they're tuples because they're basically four points. So I guess we should say the points that make up the first plane. We should even maybe say the four points, because I think it is four points specifically. I never know if I should have periods after things sometimes, or if it's like just by its own. I don't know how, I don't know if there's a best practice. And then there's returns, right, as well? But it, I don't have it in those. Well, that was, I guess, init though, right? I guess it doesn't look like I have returns on these. There's type type uh, annotations for the returns. So do we are we supposed to do this one tuple? And then it returns another. I thought it returned another tuple, but maybe it maybe it returns in a numpy thing. What does numpy array reshape? What does this return? Indie array. So I can't really add much to this, unfortunately. This was definitely just Stack Overflow on the code that does this. So this is a PIL image, 
Fisher, and then Angle is a... I want to say it is either an Int or a Float. Int. Catch up here. I don't know how the imports could work on the board. It looks like they definitely shouldn't. Maybe the maybe it's an MP quirk. Could be. I mean, it could also just be I didn't exercise that portion of the code. It's possible that those things were for functionalities I didn't use, and maybe I just didn't see the error because of that. Here, Doc Tectric, thank you for the review, suggestions, and help. Uh, recent community bundle PRs, updating. My submittal cheat sheet as we speak. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Huge shout out to Neurodoc and Tetric Ossily, um, honestly, for helping all kinds of folks with all kinds of things all over Discord, all over different parts of the community, GitHub, everywhere. For sure, thank you to those folks. Um, if it's a comment, periods are only really needed to break up sentences. If it's just one line, sent, uh, periods are useless and unnecessary. Okay, I'll try to remember that. They're awesome libraries. Thanks for contributions. Always love seeing that grow. The community bundle. Also, shout out to Neurodoc for having a watchful eye. Got a bunch more in the pipeline. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you got some great stuff. Uh, great stuff going on. What do, didn't we have PIL? We have this? Oh, okay. We already have image. I see. We don't need it this. There we go. Param. Uh, I'll, I don't, should I put it here? I don't know. PIL.image? Or should I? Or should I not? Image, image, So basically, you give it an image, and you give it an angle, like 10 degrees, or 20 degrees, or whatever, 90 degrees. You give it an image and an angle, it will find the coefficients that you can pass to get the perspective skew of that image at that angle. And in this case, it's the top half, so the angle is as it moves forwards, as it falls forwards like a flip clock would, like the top half would fall down. So that angle is representing, you know, zero degrees is standing straight up, 90 degrees is all the way flat laid down. And so usually you're going to be somewhere between zero and 90. It's going to get you the coefficients that you can then pass do the perspective skew thing to make that angle, well, 
to make it look like it's at that angle. If there's a difference, I don't know. Maybe that's the same thing, I guess. So, so this one's actually weird. It's like a, well, it's a list of tuples. No, it's a tuple of lists of tuples. Is that bad? A tuple of lists of tuples inside the list. Is that not a tuple? I thought... Tuple list tuple? Does it need all of these? One, two, three, four? Does it need four of these? Oh, it's wanting to go deeper. Shoot. Oh. Well, that's a little much, I think. I don't I don't think we want that. already a list can we leave it at just tuple of lists why does that not work Find top half coefficient has double VZ. Oh, thank you. Find it really, it should say find. I'm not even consistent with my periods or lack thereof. That's the worst part. I, I mean, I definitely don't think we want this. This seems excessive to me, for sure. This does not add anything useful, right? This is not helping us figure out the code. So I don't want to code that whole thing. I don't, I'm surprised this doesn't count, right? Because it is a tuple of lists. It even says that it got a tuple of lists. Of course, it goes on to say all the stuff that's inside of it, but we start as a tuple of lists. But it says it doesn't match tuple list. Interestingly, this is lowercase list also. Does that make a difference? Flipbook animation. Animations would be fun. Flipbook animations, that could be kind of fun. 
Um, I think I'm gonna leave it like this. I don't want the more... I don't want... Th this is too much. Like, this doesn't really tell us anything, honestly. I can't even parse that. Know what that means. And this has, like, a million innies inside of it. We don't... If anything, it would be, like, these, basically, are what are inside the list. But... For some reason, it's seeing some of them as innies. Seeing some of them as floats. You know, I guess these become floats here, so... Stick for that. Stick with that for now. This one's basically the same. Oops, but it's for the bottom half. of lists of input points that can be passed to find coefficient function. So this one does the same thing, it's just that the angles are different. The zero degree angle is like perpendicular. The zero degree angle now is what the 90 degree angle was back here. Here the zero degree was upright standing straight. 90 degrees was lying flat down on its face. Here zero degrees is lying down flat on its face and 90 degrees is all the way down this way straight but to the bottom. So this is the bottom half of the flip. You give it still an angle 0 to 90, but it's now 0 is straight, 90 is down. You know, we probably should say here, angle in degrees 0 to 90. You know, it might work for others. I can I can only promise zero to ninety. That's the only thing I wrote the code for. So my guess would be it it either won't work for others or it won't do the right thing for others. Please create a flipbook animation library when you're done. Name it Adafruit Animated GIF. Um. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, 
this library that I have created just takes the sprite sheets, right? You could just create a sprite sheet with any images you want and then do a flipbook of it. The problem is, though, they're small. Like, you can't make them too big because there's just not enough memory. We could try maybe on disk bitmap. That's one of the things I may try on the Pi portal. Um, if we don't get a good size that lets it go into memory on the Pi portal, then maybe we'll try on disk bitmap style. But I think that that will make it draw slower. So I don't know for sure if that will be um, if that will be good enough or look good enough. Um, but but theoretically, right? Like once you like. The, the widget, the actual CircuitPython widget, you know, it just takes the sprite sheets like this and animates them. So, and it doesn't know that there's a zero here or a one here or a two here. I mean, I guess it does because the API allows you to say like dot value equals four and it knows to look at this row of the sprite sheet. But like, you could put a Blinka on this or, or you could put a cat emoji on this, right? And it would, it would do that, right? That's what it would show. Um, and so we already kind of have flip images if you just have to get a different sprite sheet. Um, you could probably pack up this script that I'm documenting now to paste images instead of glyphs, the, the digits 0 through 9 if you wanted. Um, I probably will not personally do that, I don't think, but that is something that somebody could do for sure is make this thing like paste images onto those flip cards. Uh, instead of the digits. Top half image. This is the PIL image, and this returns... I think this returns another PIL image, right? Uh, Image.crop. I think this is returning the image represented by the rectangle that you give it. Oh man, let me have the real docs though. The real docs? Oh, not quite. Uh, returns a rectangular region from this image. The box is a four tuple. Turn type image. Yes, okay. This is basically the same, but bottom half. Make sprite. 
Is there... Is there a type for string of length? Like, is there a way I can type this as, like, string, but specifically string with length 1? Probably not, right? Because it's not, it's not types at that point, right? It's values. I mean, we have literal, right? We have, like, literal values. We'll just go string, but it should be length one. That's it. Definitely assumes that it's going to be length one. I make no claims that it will keep working if you pass it something long, larger than that. There's not char. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is like in Java, there's there's care or char, which is like a single character string. Well, not technically a string, but single character. But in Python, we don't have that. My gripe is you can't type lists of fixed lengths. Oh yeah, that would be helpful too, actually, because sometimes, yeah, you want like, this is a list with two things or four things or whatever. Set int format of one and convert to string? Set an int format of one and convert to string. I'm not sure I follow. Exprite. This one, I think it's gonna return the image. Yeah, it's gonna return the image. Uh, I think, I don't know though, what, what does this do in English? So this one is making the static ones, or is this... Making the static, okay, make static sheet, make sprite, make sprite. Now it's used for the animated sheet as well. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense because for the animated sheet, it's gonna render the static one. And when I say static, I mean basically one of these, right? One of these is a static tile of a digit. So it's gonna render a static one, then it's gonna cut the top half out, cut the bottom half out, and then get the angled sprites from that. So it's used for those as well as the static ones. So basically this will make an image, make a, make a PIL image object representing a single digit or character. A PIL image representing a single static digit or character these get packed into the static sprite sheet and are used as the basis for the angled animation sprites 
param param string character character a single digit or character put on this static sprite. Param int font size the size to render the font on the sprite. So one thing we should have, which we don't, is this should get passed in because, uh, spoiler alert, if for anybody who didn't see uh, show and tell, but I went on show and tell and one of the things that Lady Ada asked for was uh, a papyrus. I think it was papyrus. I got to go back and watch the video, actually. Um, I think it was the papyrus font, but I need to go check. But basically, Lady Ada asked for a different font, um, if we could make an example using different font. And so right now, obviously, this is hard-coded, but we want to be able to pass it in, so we should be able to go, like, font string, and then I'm going to make it equals, I'm going to make the default one this one. I guess I should check into the repo as well, probably. font file name of the font under the character in so I don't know what fonts does PIL support is it OTF P uh, TTF OTF, TTF, this says OTF, TTF, etc. So I guess we'll list those two. Python subtly letting you know maybe you want a tuple. There's no variable types either. These are type ints. Int equals length int. 1f string int. Int equals length int. Hmm. Like basically define a new object called int. Guess what you want is a list of length s, x, make it x arguments to a function. But then PyLint complains that you have too many arguments. No matter which way you go, somebody is displeased. I found suddenly letting you know you want a tuple. Name tuples have fixed size te technically. 
name tuples are nice. Mostly because they're sort of like dictionaries, and I'm a big fan of dictionaries. Why is this, uh, let's fix that. Oh, we should, we should, like, make this work, right, while we're here. Yeah, let's do that. Like a good idea. Angle sprite sheet. Static sheet. Sprite set, sprite set, okay. Image, int, bool, so make angled sprite set. So this takes a static sprite, a single one of these, right? A single digit rendered into its little square, or well, rectangle, whatever. It takes one of those. It takes a number of how many animation frames you want to output. And it takes a Boolean for bottom skew. So remember how top skew is different than bottom skew, like I was describing earlier? This is the Boolean that controls that. You pass in bottom skew true if you want to do the ones for the bottom you pass in bottom skew false which is the default if you want to do the ones for the top so it takes the static image and it returns to you a list of pil image objects that contain this many sprites where each one is angled an even amount. So if you ask it for 10 sprites, like I did, it returns to you a list essentially containing these 10 images. But of course, if you give it a different count, it will give you back that number. So you tell it six here, it will give you a list of six image objects. And it will equally, it will try to equally space the angles between zero and 90. Image, image, input, static image. Ram int count number of animation frames to generate. Default ten. Ram bottom skew boolean. Ooh, okay. Uh, whether to render the bottom angles or top angled sprites. 
returns a list of images. Not even sure type tuple makes sense. Name tuples have fixed sides. Speaking of things I struggle. Immutable structs. I think I can just use the variable name. The best I got was type tuple, but I'm not sure if tuple is better. Logic is var equals integer format int length, then convert int string with string int explicit. Say it was good code or even valid code, just an idea. Or equals integer at int length. Or int to string. Like it would take the int and then convert it itself rather than taking the string. But I think we still can't. Can you do a type? I mean, I think the goal was to do the type of single. Uh, single length string would I I would still need to even if I passed an int I would want I mean I guess I could go type at that point if it's an int I could go type literal 0 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 somehow though I need it to be less than 10 uh, but then it does also throw off the idea of using emojis or letters or anything else uh, which I do I, I want people to be able to do that I want people to feel free to be able to do that I'm doing numbers digits but um, I would certainly be thrilled if anybody takes it to the next, uh, the ne takes it to the next page, flips it to the next page, let's say, uh, to add some emojis or some letters or other things. Uh, Leon Wing Yin over on YouTube, how's it going? Uh, good evening, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. Or well, it's it's evening time where I'm at. It may not be so for you, but uh, thanks for tuning in nonetheless. Um, this one was a list of image objects. Oh, curly brackets, JavaScript coming out, uh, image objects. So like some of these types of things maybe could get removed. Test sheets and stuff like that, probably a decent idea. Make static sheets, so this should Probably be getting the font also, right? Like, uh, yeah, because make sprite now should be accept, ex, accepting, accepting a font. So this should also have font. And then it will be the same default. Was league something? Can I just put league something?
this returns... This actually, this might not return, actually. Yeah, no, this doesn't return anything. This just saves the sheet. Static sheet.bmp. And then doesn't return. So let's use the font. We gotta pass that through. images so this is a list of image objects with int pack a list of image objects into a sprite sheet into a sprite sheet within another PIL image object. Gram list of images, images, a list of image objects to pack into the sheet. Gram int with the number of sprites in each row. So in our case, this was 10 for the animation ones, these ones, I did 10, but ultimately the user gets to pass that in. So like you could render smaller ones. That's why this is a variable. Format doesn't set max length per day. I learned that name error console is not defined. Whoops. Speaking of JavaScript coming out. That will uh that will happen. You know what's worse is when you go the other way. When you put print inside JavaScript, because then it launches like a printer preview page. I have done that probably a hundred times in my life. Can't you use a for loop with a range to keep the string value below 10 characters? The for loop with a range to keep the string value below 10 characters? I mean, I do use a for loop when I render them, uh, when I render them into the final files. Um. But down in this in this specific function, it's just accepting a single character. Well, it's trying to accept a single character, but it's, it's as a string type, but it's like it's supposed to be a string with only a single character. Most likely one of the digits, zero through nine, that's what I'm using it for, but another person could pass in letters and that'd be perfectly fine. Um, or pass in emojis that might also be perfectly fine. I have no idea if PIL will render emojis, but 
Um, so yeah, the later on in my code where it actually makes use of that function, it does it does totally have a for loop that makes it count zero to nine. In fact, here's here's where one of them is at least make sprite. So it's calling make sprite inside the for loop. as a param yeah yeah i think i mean i think we'll leave it as string it's fine i i put it single character in the doc string its name the name of the variable is character so i feel like it should be pretty clear that it's expected to be a single one returns a image which is a pil image object containing the packed sprite and I guess we have this as the default we don't really need to add it here I suppose but we should probably take it as, ultimately I want this to be a command line thing, so we should take it as an argument and then we should pass it to here, I guess. sheets so this does not return it just saves the top sheet and the bottom sheet And this does do the digits zero through nine. So if somebody wanted to reuse it for letters or something else, they would have to change this part of it to loop over something different. Honestly, these are the exact same as these, right? Font and size back up here. And then Make, okay, make sprite here, needs font, font. 
Autumn animation sheet. Bitmap and top animation sheet bitmap. Oh, I'm going too far. There we go. Spreadsheets? I like the word spreadsheets? Spreadsheets? No, they're not spreadsheets. Microsoft Excel paying you. This one doesn't return the saves. One thing it is weird to like call this and then define this and then call that. It's that bit's kind of weird. This should probably be down here. Honestly, we probably ought to give it one of these things, right? Oh wait. Yeah. So how do we want to document, well, how do we want to make the command line stuff work? And then I guess we document it however it works. I was about to say, how do we want to document it? But the true question is, how do we want to do it? Hmm. I'm tempted to use click. I haven't ever used click to make a thing before. Personally, because I would like it to where you can pass only the arguments you want change. And I would also like it so that you could edit the things here and then just run it with no arguments and it would generate what you set up with these config options. Um, So I'm thinking the click is probably good because it will let us do like dash dash font space font name dash dash font size space font size dash dash you know height space number width space number 
I never actually used click before. Really like typer for CLIs. What is click? Never heard of that before. It's a library for making CLI tools in Python. I don't know anything more about it though, other than that. I think, I'm pretty sure it's the thing that um, Circup uses is click. Uh, maybe Disco Tool? I'm unsure. Nerdoc, if, if Nerdoc's still here, maybe he could tell us about um, Disco Tool. I don't know if that one uses click or not. Hyper, I think, is a different one. I'm down for either. I've, I don't have any first-hand experience with either. Oh, what is this all? What is that doing? Wow, they have, this is like a legit output here, huh? This is like... This is a pretty sweet looking output. I will give it that. Clip, click helps you make command line interface programs. Yep, uh, that's right. That format is used whenever optional dependencies are available for download. The dash dash thing, I think, probably is what I must have been talking about when you said that. really like how most Python library developers have some sort of animated GIF showing the use and the output of their library. That's true. Yeah, that is a really nice thing. I agree with that. Our own libraries now support... Oh, okay, maybe you're talking about the all thing. pip install adfruitcircpython-libname optional whenever optional dependencies. Let me reread this again. That format is used whenever optional dependencies are available. Oh, okay, so the all would install it with the dependencies, which I guess probably would be like the rich it was talking about, right? Didn't that say here? Yeah. Okay, so I probably didn't, my guess is I probably didn't get rich when I did that, did I? Well, it's up to PyCharm, I guess, right? Who knows what PyCharm would have done? Um. Why does this even have its own virtual environment? I don't know. Typer. No, it didn't get rich. Rich. Not sure, but that's my guess. That sounds right to me. Especially noticing that, like, right after that, they do talk about that will include Rich. 
I wonder what it, so I guess it must have other output if you don't have rich. It must have like error handling that says if you do have it, then draw these pretty tables, but if you don't, then fall back to ASCII or something. So we make a typer and then we go, so here we go, typer run main. And in our case, main is basically def main. We actually have kind of a lot of things. We don't want name string, but we have we have kind of a lot of things actually. Width, height, padding, text, color, background, color. Background color, card color, color, transparent color, int, int, int. Drupal events. Drupal Uh, with height, padding, text color, background color, transparent color, um, font, font size. Number. Animation frames. Actually, what I want to do is use these things up here, pretty much. So this is actually the size of the half tiles, or half height. No. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're full height. They're full height. So width and height here, this is actually equals
Oops. Why is this all mad though? Non-default parameter follows default parameter. I see. Well, I'm gonna fill in defaults for all of these, so. though do I keep putting the minus So close. all this shouty because they're like kind of like constant variables basically so this stuff would pretty much be these inside of here Size font, that's it. I guess we, we should be passing the color to that as well, maybe? We should be passing colors to this. In fact, I think we have to be, right? If we want these to go through. Alright, we'll work on that later. Right now, it'll still use those variables, so technically, it'll still work. I think. 
And I am going to probably wrap it up here pretty soon. I do want to try to run this, and like, fingers crossed, hopefully we could get it to run once. I'll stick around and fix a few things if I have to. Uh, but I'm hoping to get it to run once, and then probably head out for the night. And then I'll probably pick up where I am here, working on this tomorrow morning for my stream, if anybody's interested in following along. Constants that just need to be heard from everywhere, yes. You gotta know, you gotta, you gotta flaunt your constants. Your constants, everybody's gotta know. This is a constant. Oh my god, you can redefine one thing and everything else follows. Didn't know that. I've been copy-pasting. PyCharm can do that. Shift F6. Uh, Shift F6 or right-click, uh, refactor, rename is the way it works. And Shift F6 is how I use it. Been naming all my constants in capitals. Yeah, I use refactor, rename all the time. I will say, though, I will say... Sometimes you don't want to do that, right? Sometimes you actually want to rename it, but leave all the code the same. There's not a good option to do that other than like leave PyCharm and edit a file. Like usually that's for a file name, which you can also use Shift F6 to rename a file. But if you rename the file, it will look for all of the usages and try to update those as well, which sometimes that's what you want but sometimes you're trying to rename the file intentionally to make it so that the code no longer references it. And that is actually kind of difficult. It doesn't let you do that. So sometimes I end up going like right click, open in files, and then F2, rename it here. Cause here PyCharm doesn't know or care. It's not gonna update anything else. So, so that is my warning. Shift F6, it is amazing, uh, but be warned, if you use it for files, it will change references to those files to match the new name. So if that's not what you're trying to do, then you can't do it that way. And I have wrecked myself on more than one occasion by doing that and then being super confused why the code that I just renamed to something totally different was still getting run somehow. You mean once stuff is already attached to that? Constant. Well, I mean specifically when you rename a file. So Shift F6 will let you rename a variable. So if you highlight a variable and go Shift F6, it's going to say rename this. In this case, it knows it's a parameter instead of just a regular variable, but rename this variable. But if you highlight a file over here and you go Shift F6, then it's going to be renamed the file and its usages. So any other file in this project that refers to this one will get updated if we change the name. With great com yeah, with great power comes great botchability, definitely. Alright, let's see if this runs. What is it? Sprite sheet? No module named PIL. Honestly, this should be in here. No module name NumPy. I don't. I don't know why this got its own virtual environment. Honestly, I was just running these the other day, and it was working. So, I guess maybe maybe I have not run it inside of this project yet. Parameters to generic types must be types. Got module PIL image. Can't use image here? 
parameters to generic types must be types. Got module. Gil image. I mean, is it image dot image or? Hmm. This is on. 159. Image pi. Class image. Oh, yeah, it looks like it is. Shoot, that means like pretty much all of these need to be this. Ugh. That's not good. Oh, here as well. Yeah. <sighs> How do I do match case? You need to know regex. I don't know. Oh, match case. Let me start at the top. Skip that one, but it's none. Wait, I skipped out on the last couple of these, huh? Another one. <laughs> Two twenty-eight. There we go. We got a different error. 
We got a lot of different errors. Oh, probably the font's missing. Boy, there is a lot of output here. I don't know that the end user would want to see all this, right? This is a lot of stuff. Yeah, free type. Yeah, it's got to be. That is file that we have right about over here. Wrong one. We're going to need a license file for that. And I'm pretty sure that there is one inside of here for this font. Sort of, but bold instead of regular. And this is a BDF, actually, so yeah, no, not the same at all, but close, kind of, a little bit, kind of. But it is the same font, it's just regular instead of bold. So the stuff inside should be the same. No! Palette web. Got bottom sheet, we got static sheet, we got top. So that ran and spit out our brights. Are these the same? Were these purple things here before? never zoomed in that far whoops all right sweet so that worked um we want we not print as much stuff uh because it printed a lot of things oh my okay we need to it looks like we're using a bunch of deprecated things which we need to fix We want to turn off these prints. Other deprecation, we want to turn off these prints. Yeah, so we got some deprecations to fix. We got some prints to turn off, but we're doing pretty good, pretty darn good. We got all of these functions uh, typed up, doc stringed up, ready to go. At least actually documented a little bit now for what each one of them is. Got some more cleanup to do, removing prints and 
Apparently I must be using an old version of Pillow, would be my guess, and now that I just did pip install Pillow, I got a newer one, therefore some stuff is deprecated and needs to change. It needs to be a pill.pill.pill.pacman. Images whole way down, yeah, Inception. I feel like I'm inside of Inception images. Should be an image.image.image. Taketh, Lord giveth and taketh. Yeah. Alright. I think that is it for now. Uh, so thank you to everybody for watching. I'll be back uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Time for the next stream. And I will probably take care, try to take care of this stuff which I just talked about. Removing the prints, fixing these deprecations, um, getting this to pass pre-commit. If it's not passing pre-commit, not sure whether or not it is right now. I'm going to push it, uh, just because I did a bunch of work on this. But if it's not passing pre-commit, then we'll also work on that tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, I will commit. See you tomorrow. Yep, I'll see you, Paul. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, let me close this one. Thanks for the great stream. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, uh, everybody who's watching. Thanks, of course, for uh, Seagrover, Tectric, everybody who helped out in the chat, NearDoc, uh, Paul, DJ Devin. Probably missing a couple. Thanks to Johnny for tuning in, getting the double shoutouts. Triple now. Does it count as triple now? I think so. Uh, thanks to the YouTube folks, Dave, Beata, Axel, Pascal, Devin's Workshop, Sneaky Maker Cat. Uh, thanks to all you folks for watching. Yep. So yeah, hope everybody has a good night and a good weekend. And I will catch you tomorrow morning for the next stream. See ya.